without wishing to blow my own trumpet, one of the women who is preparing for fertility treatment, she's done so well and she looks so good now, her neighbour commented. <laughs> and this is no word of a lie. My original client told her about me and then her neighbour signed up. So now they work out together. <laughs> Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Roisin. And welcome to the Fitness Fertility Podcast. This podcast is all about how improving your physical fitness can help support you on your very own fertility journey. I'm a personal trainer who specialises in training women with fertility problems. I myself have PCOS and have had two beautiful boys, and I'm on a mission to help you do the same. Before we get into it, we will be discussing adult themes such as where do babies come from, pregnancy loss and bereavement. We may also be sweary from time to time. We are optimistic, lighthearted girls, but we know this is a really stressful time for some of our listeners. We respect that. In this week's show, we are talking about fitness training and IVF. Each week, I get asked a number of fantastic questions. By far, one of the most common questions I get asked is, how can I prepare for IVF and then keep training through IVF and pregnancy? So this is what we're talking about today. As an IVF trainer, I know you get this question quite a lot, but why should people train for the procedure? You just used the word procedure. And I think, without wishing to be rude, Roisin, that thinking of IVF as a procedure is a massive mistake that people make because IVF is a process and not a procedure. It takes months, if not years, to get to the actual part where you have the injections, where you have the embryo transfer. So to answer your question, the reason people should be training in preparation for IVF is because you want your body and your mind to be as healthy as possible. And this might take a long time. So you are preparing for a big race. That's how I see it. You're doing everything you can to get your body in the best shape possible so that when you come to the actual injections and the embryo transfer, you are in the best possible shape. I absolutely agree when you say this actually is a process because mm. the procedure is only a part of it. You've also got the whole pregnancy bit. Hopefully yep. if everything works out well, and I'm sure it will, that you have to be strong enough to do the whole carrying the baby around. It takes its toll yeah. and you want to have a glorious, healthy pregnancy as well as having a really good IVF experience. Both are tough. And I think by the time you get to the pregnancy, if you have gone through IVF already, we've talked about this before, you're already depleted. You're not coming in from a nice, relaxed situation. If you've been through IVF, you've already been working so hard. You've already been under so much stress. And then you go into pregnancy, which is really hard on your body as well. This is why for me, training for IVF is a much bigger, much more holistic aspect of the IVF process. When ideally should people start to contact you if they think they're going to have to go through IVF? Do they need a hugely long runway? I would say as soon as possible. Obviously, the healthier you are, the better you are going to feel when approaching IVF and when actually having those IVF procedures. And I've had so many women say to me now, I just feel so much more prepared for the cycle. I feel so much happier. I feel so much healthier. Sometimes they need to lose the weight. That's the other part of the answer to your question is if you need to lose weight, we're looking at one to two pounds a week for weight loss. So depending on what weight loss journey you're on, that might need to be sooner rather than later as well. 
as soon as you get an inkling that there might be any type of fertility issue, even before you've been to the doctors, even before you've started the whole IVF process, please just get in touch because really the sooner the better. My dad used to have the saying, and honestly, it fits into any scenario, <laughs> any scenario. So I'm going to throw it out now. But we were talking about buying houses and this is years ago, years and years ago. And he said, the best time to buy a house, Roshan, was 20 years ago. <laughs> and the next best time to buy a house is now, regardless of what it is in life, everyone wishes they started earlier. I wish I started training earlier. I wish I learned to swim earlier, learned a language earlier, loads of things. But the next best time to learn or to start something is now. This is all you have isn't it? 100%. 100%. Just crack on as soon as you can. And it's really good for your mental health as well. Training, it, it gives you something to do. It gives you a structure to your week because we're always talking about people are always on the phone and they're always Googling. Totally understand that. But just by having these workouts in the week, even if it just helps get you off the phone, that's worth it in itself. So what if you don't know if you are going to need IVF? You know there's a problem. You know you're not getting pregnant. Is it still worth training in the way that you train with women for IVF or is it just any old exercise will do? It is still worth training the way I train women for IVF because the way I train women for IVF means that they are prepared for having the injections, prepared for having the embryo transfer, they have workouts for the two-week wait. But what that means is, even if you don't end up with IVF, you're nice and fit and healthy anyway. So you're prepared for whatever procedure, whatever process you are going to have to go through. In some respects, IVF is, is the toughest of the lot. When by training with me, you're ready for IVF, you're also ready for anything else within fertility as well. So you're covered. You're covered for all bases. And ultimately, exercise is good for you. Like I've said this a million times, exercise is good for you and your health is your fertility. So regardless of whatever type of fertility treatment you need to have, the healthier you are, the better. I actually came across a, an Instagram reel, of all things, about Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and the way he kind of approaches his life. And I actually thought he was right. He said, health comes first. The first thing he does in the morning is work out. Now, obviously. He's a pro. He's a pro. <laughs> but the reason why it was interesting, he said, because that's the most important thing. If you don't have that, you don't have anything else. After he works out, he comes home and then he chases his wealth and all the other things that make him happy and fulfilled or whatever. And the problem is when I get stressed and I'm getting really busy and overloaded, the exercise comes last. This is why I am so keen to talk about and implement Intention Setting Sunday, because what you do is you sit down and you literally get your diary out and you write in your diary when you're working out that week. But the rule is that you do the workouts then regardless of your workload. So even if you're really stressed, even if you are really feeling like you've got a lot going on, the idea is that you prioritise those workouts on those days. And the reason you do this at the beginning of the week is if you know that you've got your meeting on the Wednesday night, you just don't schedule your workout for the Wednesday night, you move it to the Thursday morning. So this is why I am really trying to support people in prioritizing exercise because like you said we all we get busy we all get stressed life does happen but what i'm trying to do is build your life around your workouts and not the other way around because when it comes to the fertility journey you have to be fit and healthy and mentally strong for any type of fertility process that you go through so it really has to be your priority so i'm trying to flip things around and the exercise comes first and then if you can 
the work comes second. I need to reprioritize some stuff. I'd be very guilty of putting that workout at the very end <laughs> of my to-do list. Okay, so Maria, I'm Roisin, your new client. Hi, Roisin. <laughs> I'm going to go through fertility treatment in six months' time. The first thing we would do is we'd have our consultation. Now, this is really important because in the consultation, we just have a chat. But basically, you will tell me your fertility story. And that's really important because it helps me to understand not just where you're heading, but everything you've been through so far. And obviously any actual fertility issues that you might have, like PCOS or endo. Within that, we'll also work out what your goals need to be. For a lot of people, it might be weight loss. So with you, Roisin, because you've got a lovely six months run up, this is really good because it means you've told me that you have a few pounds to lose. Steady. So Sorry, Roisin, I'm so sorry. But, you know, I'm here to support you in a non-judgmental way. You've got the few pounds. COVID was tough on everybody. But the amazing thing about you coming to me now, rather than in four months time, is that we've got a lovely run up to this. We have got five-ish months to help you lose the few pounds extra that you've got in a lovely, safe, fertility-focused way. To help you do that safely, I'm going to give you lovely, healthy, quick-to-make, nutritious meal plans within your own calorific range, with your own macros, so we can look at your fats and your carbs and your proteins. You're going to have the workout plans. So you're going to have your three workouts a week. They're designed not to be too intense. So we're not putting your body under too much pressure. And we're going to have uh, weekly check-in calls as well. So every week, me and you have a chat. We reflect on the week. We reflect on what's gone well and we set the goals for the future. Can I ask me, because you do everything remotely, how do you assess how I'm getting on? Do you want me to get on the scales? Do you want me to do measurements? Mm -hmm. How do you actually measure success? Yeah, that's a really, really important question. If we're looking at BMI, then you are going to have to get on the scales. I say that quite casually, but I fully understand that this can be absolutely terrifying. I don't know, Roshan, how would you feel about getting on the scales every week and logging it in the app? I always eat better when I'm tracking. I know when that scale is waiting for me. I do have a problem with the scales like after Christmas. <laughs> It's a love-hate relationship. I think all women have a love-hate relationship with the scales. Mm. Now, for other people, they may prefer things like measuring because they see quicker in their clothes. Yeah. I have to say, I had a couple of clients who were basically working out together, really lovely women, and they've just made massive progress. But what was really crucial to them was one of the women was saying to the other woman, you have to take the progress photos. You have to. And some of the images that I've shared on Instagram are the progress photos of those women. And you can see every four weeks or so when the progress photos are scheduled, the difference it makes. And honestly, there's been a few clients now where I've shared the progress photos and all of them have said to me, I am so happy I took the pictures because I just didn't know. And when you look at the pictures, they're significant. You know, you've got the side shot, the back shot, the front shot, significant differences. The scales are necessary sometimes, but also take the progress pictures, even if you don't want to. Take the measurements, because as you're building the muscle, the scales might not change, but your thighs might be slightly more toned, or your waist might be slightly more toned, or your arms might be slightly more toned. So your measurements on those are going to be smaller. And a number of clients have lost inches, like literally they've lost inches, just because they're building that lovely, healthy muscle. Their jeans are fitting again, which is fantastic. So it's really important to measure progress in lots of different ways. Do you want me to throw down the gauntlet, Maria? Oh my goodness, what is this? I actually <laughs> am trying to lose a few pounds before the summer holes. 
Mm-hmm. I have been very, very deep into the bread situation in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> um, do you want to do a little accountability group between myself and yourself? And why yes. don't we post some of our pics on Instagram? Let's do it. I'm in. Okay, yeah. so you've heard it here first. Considering mm-hmm. that Maria is now my trainer, <laughs> but we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll, we'll do that. We'll post some. Yeah. We'll post some pictures. We'll do a little measure and we'll see how we get on. Well, to be fair, I have got a girls' holiday coming up in August, and oh, perfect timing. Honestly, perfect timing, just so I feel my most kind of comfortable self. And I'm not going to lie, we're going to Sicily. There's going to be a lot of pizza and pasta. Sounds great. Sorry to interrupt, but do you know that I offer a two-week free trial on all my training plans? This means you have access to my fertility-focused training plans, meal plans, and accountability calls for the duration of your trial. For more information and to sign up to start your free trial, get in touch at info at fitnessfertility.com. And now back to the show. As your client, you have all of my details, my way. I'm going to do some progress pictures for you. What happens next? We will continue with this until we get closer to the actual IVF procedures that happen. When we then get into the injections and into stims and then into the transfer and the two-week wait, what I've then got for you are slightly different workouts to help you get through those phases. So, for example, when it comes to stims, this is where you stimulate your ovaries to try and get as many lovely follicles and eggs as you can. I've actually got lower intensity, no twist workouts because the thing that we want to avoid there is ovarian torsion. When you come to egg collection, I will tell you, as I'm sure your doctors will, to rest, okay? Because egg collection can be, it is an invasive procedure and it can be really exhausting for people. You put under anaesthetic, so you're going to rest as part of your plan, You will then have the transfer. And again, we're going to have a couple of days of rest. If your doctor then gives you the okay, though, and gives you the go ahead, I've then got workouts that are basically pregnancy safe. They're taken from the first couple of weeks of my pregnancy program, which a number of my clients have now used in their two week wait. So the idea is you've done all this lovely run up prep for IVF. We then change your training accordingly during the IVF process to keep everything as super safe as possible. And then we've got these lovely pregnancy workouts in that two week wait. And then hopefully you'll just continue on the pregnancy workouts for the remainder of your pregnancy. And that's the plan that I have in place for people. I'm wondering, going back to the measurement, Mm. I'm assuming that when you're going through stims and I've heard from so many of your clients and there is a lot of fluctuation of hormones. There's a lot of fluctuation of weight and actually even early pregnancy, there's an awful lot of fluctuation on weight. How do you account for success during that time? The key thing here is your mental health and the feeling of being in control. A number of my clients have said to me now is, I really want to try and keep working out throughout this IVF process because it helps me feel in control. This is the one thing that I can control and it's a massive win for their mental health. So no, we're not going to measure body parts. We're not going to measure sizes. We're not going to get on the scales. But what we are going to do is try and support your mental health and keep you as de-stressed as you can be when you are going through IVF. And what a number of my clients have really enjoyed, and hopefully Roisin, as my client, you will be in the situation, is they actually like having the two-week wait workouts because, again, it gives their mind something to do and they feel like they're in control. And also by this point, if you were my client six months in, you've worked your ass off. So what a number of women say is they're like, I don't want to blow it all now in these next couple of weeks. And believe this, Roisin, 
women actually enjoy working out by this point, which is, you yeah. know, a shocker, but they're, they're enjoying the workouts. They love having this structure in their week and they miss it. So success is mental health, feeling in control and just doing everything you can to be as happy and as healthy as you can in that time. It is so important to work out during pregnancy. I can tell you from bitter experience, and I know anyone that listens to us on the regular will know that I, that the difference between my two pregnancies were night and day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Night <laughs> being Isabel, my first and day being Sophie, because I took the opportunity to sit on the couch when I had Isabel, my, my oldest. I took it as let's eat all the cakes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I had a bad time. I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I had cankles to die for. <laughs> but after giving birth to Isabel, had just such a weak body. The only It's the only way I could describe mm-hmm. it. My body felt mm-hmm. weak. I remember saying to my husband, I, said, I know what it's like to be 80. I oh. feel it. I could feel it in my bones. Mm. And then obviously with Sophie, I got up and I did the work <laughs> in a safe way. And I had, you know, a much better labour. And a much better postpartum experience. Funny you should mention postpartum roaching because I was chatting to one of my clients the other day and they had IVF and they had their baby in January, which is amazing. And they actually ended up having an emergency C-section. And what she was saying to me was she wants to come and train because she needs recovery support for the C-section. And because I also had a C-section with Luca, my second... I designed my own training program because with all due respect to the NHS hospital, I had my abs sliced open and a baby kind of yanked out, lost a litre and a half of blood. They stitch you back up and they sent me on my merry way. There was no physio. There was no advice on how to recover. What I'm really excited to be able to do is to support people in this postpartum recovery, whether it's with a kind of C-section delivery or a vaginal delivery. I've been through both. And the idea is then that I can just take you all the way through. But it means, like you were saying, Roshan, you can just get back to it. You'll feel better. You'll feel stronger. You can carry the baby. You can carry the car seat. I don't know if you find this, Roshan. I remember just trying to push the buggy. I didn't realise how much core work was involved in pushing a pram. Turns out it's a lot. And when I was first trying to push that buggy, I I felt like, like a marshmallow man. Like I just felt really squishy in the middle, like genuinely felt like if I didn't really concentrate, I was just going to kind of bend over in the middle. And that was with training. So yeah, the more you can do, the better. Also, a limiting factor on pushing the buggy is the baby bag is enormous. Oh, yes. I'd forgotten. Yes. Every eventuality. I mean, Mm. in case you need to rebuild a plane, (laughs) you're going to have the tools available to you. In case Armageddon, you have flares. And then the other thing you think is, a guy has to have built this pram. <laughs> but you're absolutely right that that holistic journey. And I often forget, because I've fallen out of my training a little bit, I forget how good it makes me feel yeah. and how de-stressed I am and how able I am to take on the day. It's self-fulfilling. When you're exercising, you love it, you'll do it, you keep it going. When yeah. you're not exercising, it feels daunting. It's only been about three weeks since I've, I've exercised. It's going to be hard. I actually saw a thing on Instagram today and I did actually agree with it. It just said something like doing hard things in the gym helps you do hard things in life. 
It does because you've been out for maybe three weeks and you're intimidated about going back and that's been three weeks. You're a regular gym goer. You know what you're doing in the gym. You're good at lifting the weights. What I'm very aware of is a number of my clients, they've never been to a gym. They've never done regular workouts. Even just beginning to think about starting exercise is a massive thing. And it's a massive challenge for people to get over. The thought of going to the gym for some people is also terrifying. The reason that I'm here is because I really want to support people, whether they're absolute beginners who have never done it before or whether they're seasoned athletes. I'm just really delighted to help both people because I understand it can be really intimidating. If I can help people with that, then that's an amazing thing to do because it can be scary. It can be scary, but at the end of the day, it's worth it. It will help you. It will help your mental health and it will help your physical health as well. A couple of years ago, I had to make a big change in my mind about how I viewed the gym or exercise in general. Because I always felt that this place was not for me. I was a smoker yes. for mm-hmm. years. And I know we talked about that. I obviously stopped smoking when I got pregnant. I always say that Isabel saved my life and she did. Aww. The gym was never for me when I was a smoker. Oh, it's not for me because I literally would go puce. I would go purple. <laughs> and I would, I just thought, these, you know, these people are crazy and they're all judging me. And then mm-hmm. after I went back to the gym after Isabel, I, I was no longer a smoker, but be hitting that BMI easily. I think it's about four stone overweight. Then I thought, well, this place isn't for me because the place is full of thin and toned people. I had to have a word with myself and said, when is this place for me too? When am I entitled to go? When can I go here? When is it my space as well as their space? And this idea of owning your space, it is for you. It's for everyone. And you've got absolutely every right to be there, regardless of where you are in your fitness, where you are in your way, where you are in your life. It's for you, for your health. It's for your body. It's for your mind. But one of the things and I will plug what you do, Maria, in terms of the Trainerizer app, I had a very similar program on Trainerize. And what I did is I practiced the moves in the house before I went. So I knew Okay, so I'm going to be lifting like this and I do a little bit of <laughs> in the mirror and I'd be lifting like this and I do this. And so when I walked in there, I was confident. I knew mm. the movements yeah. and then I just picked up the lightest weights and then I went, I'm going to start at the lightest weights. And I'm just going to work my way through to the heavier ones. I completely understand the identity thing. For me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I go to the gym, I go running. But for a lot of people, it is absolutely not in them whatsoever. You don't see it as your space. You don't see yourself as an athlete. You don't see yourself as a gym goer. And if you can try and change that in your mind like you did, then that's a huge part of giving yourself the permission to work out. And the other thing, I, I love Roshin that you practiced at home. I think that's a really lovely thing to do. The workouts that I've got, you don't have to go to a gym. So if you really don't want to go into that gym space, that's absolutely fine. I reckon about 50% of my clients work out at home. It's no problem. You know, they might have a little dusty dumbbell hidden somewhere in the cupboard. That's fine. You can get that out. I've said to people before, all a dumbbell is, is a weight to make your muscles work harder. You can lift a bag of sugar, you can use resistance bands. So yeah, please don't let the gym put you off for whatever reason. If you can get in there, great. If not, you can work at home. Not a problem. I know I kind of blindsided you with the gauntlet <laughs> earlier, but I do need that kick. I need that kick to get back in. Yeah, and I'm I know in. In. outing myself on Maria's Instagram is probably a really good way of doing it. And that will keep me <laughs> honest. But it's the idea of accountability and community. I love that because mm. again, if you want to go to the gym, it's always better to go with someone you know or do a class and bring a friend or do something like that. Because that also really worked well for me because I kind of had a little team that I built up. And I know you're saying that some of your clients do 
at home training and some do gym training. But do they come together for accountability? And what's lovely at the minute is I've actually got two clients who live next door to each other and they're now doing two of their three workouts a week together. But Marie, you've got clients all over the world and you managed to get two clients that live next door to each other. Well, without wishing to blow my own trumpet, one of the women who is preparing for fertility treatment, she's done so well and she looks so good now, her neighbour commented. <laughs> and this is no word of a lie. My original client told her about me and then her neighbour signed up. So now they work out together. I think I've officially signed up. You have. We're now working out together, Roshi, and I'll see you in the gym tomorrow morning. Those two quite literally work out together. But you're right, I do have clients all over the world. They're all in a group together on the app, which is amazing. And every time you do a workout on the app, it posts in the group. And actually, the two clients I was just talking about, they were saying, yes, Maria will see that other tick. Because every time they do a workout, you get a tick on your calendar. So that really helps with accountability. Everybody's in a group together, which is lovely. And the other thing, I do live workouts once a month as well. And it's really fab actually to have everybody together in those. So we just do them via Zoom. We've been doing them on a Wednesday night and I really look forward to them. And I love doing them because everybody's together. They're just working out, doing their own thing. That really helps with accountability as well. So there's, yeah, there's a few different things, but it's lovely having everyone in the group together. And it must be really reassuring for your clients that are going through the same thing at the same yeah. time. Yeah. I might even join one of those Zoom calls. Yes, come. It's really good. I'll do a Wednesday Zoom. I'm in. I'm ready to go. It's really good. We just did one last week. And what I loved about it was people managed to work out to their own ability because most of my clients at the minute are getting ready for IVF. And they're in all different stages. So some of them are a little bit closer. Some of them are actually in the two-week wait. Mum have just had their baseline scan. So what was lovely about the workout on Wednesday was people went at their own pace, adapted the workouts to their own fertility situation. So as your client, Maria, I've gone through <laughs> IVF, I've gone through pregnancy, mm. I've had the baby. Yay, congratulations. She's what? adorable, by the way. <laughs> I can only produce females. It's a true story. <laughs> The first thing you got to address is my pelvic floor, because I'm telling you now, mm -hmm. I can't have a laugh without having a pee. <laughs> That's actually sadly true, Roisin. I can help you with your pelvic floor, don't worry. I've actually got um, a workout called Don't Ignore the Pelvic Floor. So Roisin, I will get you started on that immediately. And it's a lovely workout and it's designed to do exactly that. It will support your pelvic floor. So if anyone else doesn't want to ignore their pelvic floor or <laughs> wants to be a client of Maria's, just get in touch. Yep. Find me on Instagram, DM me. Pretty much every week, I actually put a little Instagram poll up and it just says, are you interested in having a chat? So keep a lookout for that and just hit yes. And then I'll just message you. And then we can go from there. But just get in touch. Very happy to help. Whatever stage you're at, before, during or after, I'm here for all of those. So Maria, what will we be speaking about next week? In next week's show, we will be doing June's Q&A, where we answer the most commonly asked questions around fitness and fertility. So head over to my Instagram, have a look on my stories, and I'll put a question box on there. So if you've got any questions you want to ask, send them in and we will discuss them on next week's show. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Remember to subscribe to get a shiny new episode each week. And please rate, comment and really importantly share with your friends, especially our trying to conceive sisters. You never know who's struggling and they may need that little bit of extra help. This may come as a surprise, but we are not doctors. 
We strongly recommend you consult with your doctor before beginning any exercise or nutrition program. Get everything checked out first. Your safety is our priority. This has been a worth a listen. Reduction.